go. And then we'll sink. Mm -hmm. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. <laughs> Did you forget to say ten? Was there some lag there? Uh, it seemed like you took me no, forever to say. No, I was just messing you. Graham, uh, <laughs> it's too, it's too late in the evening for this. Uh, oh boy. Fun stuff. It's one way to put it. <laughs> well, how are you, Graham? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Um, I feel like a, a bit of a weight's been lifted now that I don't have to play the one game. Um. Yeah, this is a first. Um, it's gonna be like an episode. It's like a review and a half that we'll be doing this evening. Yeah. Um, Which is but, yeah, it's a little unusual, but we'll roll with it. Yeah, and it's it. I don't know about you, Graham, but it's like. It's not that I hated the game. It's just that the contr the controls. Made it very unenjoyable. Yeah. But. But we'll get there. Yeah. Um. So why don't we just hit the podcast? Hit the podcast. Yeah. Let's hit the podcast and get get the streets rolling. <laughs> slap that slap the roof of the podcast, <laughs> and uh, get the get the theme song going. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Velvet Room Review. I'm Matthew, and I'm Graham. And, uh, yeah, so today we're going to be talking, it's going to be the last, uh, episode of the Summer of Nintendo for 2020, mm -hmm. and, uh, we'll be doing a full review on Luigi's Mansion 3, but we also wanted to touch on Super Metroid, uh, no, Metroid Prime, excuse me, which we have mentioned, uh, before that we were going to review it, and, uh, it kind of gotten a couple of delays, and we eventually decided not to complete it uh so i think we'll probably start with that yeah if that makes sense to you graham and just kind of go over it really quickly um i think we should preface that graham you were playing on an emulator correct yeah so i was playing the gamecube version i own okay. the uh i own the same version as you do i think i own it on wii u uh, -huh. uh the um the metroid prime trilogy that's correct yep so um yeah, I, I decided, well, A, I didn't have my Wii U where I'm living right now um, uh, because my my folks like to play Mario Kart. Um, so I, I, I didn't have it, so I was like, okay, well, I'll try it on the GameCube, like with the original control scheme. That was a mistake. Um, because Really? Oh, did, but you weren't playing on a physical GameCube. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, I, I decided to, I was using like a, playstation controller or whatever okay um, okay interesting yeah so i do what what year did it come out like 2004 2003 2002 2002 okay so like still pretty early in terms of like 3d games especially like first person shooters i i'm gonna argue it's way 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 ahead of its time i was actually incredibly impressed with it to be to be honest Oh yeah, from from a 2002 standpoint. <laughs> yeah, because like, were there any other shooters that came out in 2002? Uh, Call of Duty came out in 2003. Metroid Prime, um, Time Splitter, Medal of Honor, Allied Assault, uh, Battlefield 1942. 
Unreal Tournament. Would you Star would you Wars quantify Jedi this as a, as a as a shooter though? Which one? Metroid Prime. Me- Metroid Prime. I wouldn't say it's the primary focus. Um, Is that a pun? Especially because I think it's primarily an exploration game. Um, yeah, and yeah, like it's the, um, especially. It, 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 sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, especially the like considering what's based off of which the Metroid series up until that point had been a series of like 2D exploration action adventure games. Um, there had only been three before that. Um, Metroid, Super Metroid, and Metroid 2 on the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it definitely was trying to capture much more of the adventure feel than it was capturing like a a first-person shooter. It's not a Call of Duty, Medal right. of Honor, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I definitely think they were trying to bridge that gap between um, reinventing like the franchise but keeping it... Uh, what's the word? Um, s- samey uh like familiar i guess yeah yeah there's a they wanted to preserve some of the feel of metroid but bring it into 3d because like all the other things we're making they're leaving to 3d Mm -hmm. so um i just think that exploration wasn't very fun (laughs) so Uh, almost i would say it's a hassle to get anywhere yeah and I think that's so critical to like modern games now of like if it doesn't feel fun or fluid to move around people aren't going to like the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, the game feel especially like a lot of those early FPSs they're hard to come back, go back and play. Mm. Um like have you ever tried to go back and play Goldeneye? No. Oh, it's well. I never grew up with it, so I don't have any. I didn't have any of the muscle memory, but I can remember even like ten years ago trying to play Goldeneye, and it was rough, um, especially because coming from a twin stick shooter, it's essentially the same thing that Metroid Prime is doing. So, right. um, for for like a clarification, with Metroid Prime on the GameCube controller, you do not use the right stick to aim um that's important to note um the game control is kind of like a tank so like if you move you move forward and backward and then left and right rotates you rather than the conventional twin stick shooter which i don't know if it even been created at that point of um the right stick aims your direction and the left stick is where you, how you move. Um, I, I feel like that was probably around at that time. Oh, like there were a lot if of Medal of Honor was out. Yeah, but you think you have to think also like Medal of Honor came out in two thousand two, right? So Metroid Prime would have been in development for at least yes. like two or three years prior to that. That's that's fair. So even if Met- Medal of Honor came out with a twin stick design, and I, I don't know enough about this period time period, but um, yeah, we were in grade two. <laughs> yeah, I was a little, little young for that, but um, it's uh, it just it just was that, that might not have even been a thing. Like it wasn't standardized. I can remember even like 
some PS3 shooters that were weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nowadays things are fairly homogenous. Um, but yeah. Um, the thing that got to me with the GameCube version was that like, because of this, you can't look up and down. Right. Um, and it really, it actually like elicited fear almost in me because when I'm doing a jump, like a doing jumps in the first person perspective is never great. Um, but doing a, a jump in first person when you can't look down is, is rough. Mm. Um, because I'm jumping and I'm like, I don't know where I am. Um, and I don't know if it was any different in the Wii version. Um, but there was especially like a part in like the first hour or so of gameplay where you're jumping across like some small platforms across a, like a little lake of lava or not lava acid. And I kept falling into the acid and panicking cause I'm an acid, but I'm jumping and I don't know where my feet are. So I can't, uh, put them onto solid ground. Mm. Um, it was also dark in that room. That was a rough room. Mm-hmm. Um, was that with the big tree? I think so. It was right yeah. before the boss fight with all the little bugs. I don't even remember that one. It's pretty near the beginning of the game. Um, yeah. Like, I think that if the game had a twin stick setup, I would be probably a lot more okay with the game. Yeah. I concur with that. I mean, I didn't. I didn't suffer through the control scheme you did. I had my own struggles with the Wii U version. But, uh, yeah. Because to me, like, I really enjoyed the opening mission. Like, I thought it was a fantastic mission. I'm like, wow, this game holds up really well. It looks looks really good. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, the gameplay is engaging. And uh, then, like, once you land on the planet. And, I like, I liked the game. Like, I, I probably could have finished it if uh, if we had wanted to. Um, but, uh, yeah, like for, for me playing on the Wii U, there was Wii controls, which meant I could look wherever I wanted if, as long as I had the motion, I had to use the motion controls to do so. Mm -hmm. And practically that's cool for maybe like 15 minutes, but like for like a long play session or like a, a, a casual play session, like. Think of like, okay, you're sitting on your couch and you need to, need to readjust yourself. So you, what, you use your hands to move move yourself a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that messes up the game. <laughs> you you know, you look all the way around the, the map, the, the sensor bar loses control of it. Um, you kind of have to oh. position your hand in the perfect position to ensure that the sensor bar can see your movements. Um, and... There was a couple times where it just would not track very well. So it was like this constant, like, oh, it's not tracking again. Got to readjust, or you know, I gotta fly, I gotta take this time to angle myself properly. Hmm. Um, I mean, it wasn't like unbearable, but it wasn't. Uh... Well, it's it's frustrating, right? Yeah, it it didn't lend itself to like a uh, long play sessions. Like, I I could probably play no more than like an hour or two. Yeah, and like, just like I feel like this yeah. game wants you to do longer play sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's as much as there is a physical map, it's also the mental map. 
that you're developing in your head. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it doesn't, it never really developed for me. I don't know. I don't think, I don't want to be too critical of it because I don't think it's that bad of a game, but I don't think the map was designed very well. Uh, I don't think, and maybe this is just, again, uh, another product of its time, but there were times where the game's just like, okay, you got an upgrade. Uh, we're not going to tell you what to do now. Mm-hmm. We're going to hope you know. Oh, but maybe in 15 minutes after you've kind of just puttered around, we'll tell you. And that really frustrated me because it's just like, well, if you built a hint system into the game, just tell me where to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very frustrating. Because there were times when I would just like literally just backtrack or go in circles, hoping, trying to discover you know a door I hadn't unlocked yet or something like that. Um, yeah. We... And then I was like in the wrong section entirely. Yeah. And like the older games had that kind of issue too, to a degree. Yeah. Um. Some sometimes it was pretty good. Like you had to use the move to get out of the room that you just entered entered into. Right. Um. Honestly, like, I found it was pretty good for especially Super Metroid. Like, Super Metroid I quite enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, I Now I just remembered the room with the lava and the fireflies. And that was right before a door that you needed a missile to open. And I didn't have right. any missiles. And that's where I stopped. Right. <laughs> um, so you didn't get very far, Graham. No, honestly, I struggled. Um, yeah. I died. Did I die on the boss with the bugs? I think I did. Because um, I couldn't figure out the gimmick that they were trying to teach. I think it was just that you're supposed to keep spinning around and locking on. Um, but yeah, I, I was I, just getting really, I was getting really frustrated with the controls and the sense of control. Um, mm-hmm. And like not gonna lie that it wasn't running very well on the emulator either right um so i was just like mm, this unfortunately wasn't what i was expecting yeah and i mean i've never played a metroid game before so um like um metroid in not metroid samus well yeah in the previous metroid games especially like super metroid she's very easy to control um Mm. like there's definitely a a good amount of weight to her it's it's interesting i think in the or am i thinking of a different game but like she's always been a little floaty that's kind of been the gimmick of her jump right um and i felt i didn't have an issue necessarily controlling her too much in the older ones although i am getting flashbacks now to getting stuck in sand pits uh, with enemies in the sand bits. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Like, I would say that the atmosphere of the game was really neat. Um, yeah, it looks good. And, and yeah. Uh, like, graphically and atmospherically, I'd say it still hands up, holds up fairly well. Yeah, I concur with that. And, uh, it, like, the music was, was neat and very kind of heroic, actually, for, especially for the early areas. Um, mm. And, like, I've watched uh, Game Maker's Toolkit. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that channel on YouTube. 
they did a great. I think you sent me. The I link think I sent you the link to that. Uh, yeah, they yeah, did yeah, a yeah. a run through of all of the Metroid Prime games and kind of mapped out how the dungeons and progression systems in that went. And that was a really. So I was kind of looking forward to it for that too. But I also remembered that at the end of the game, there's apparently a lengthy fetch quest, um, yes. very similar actually to uh, Wind Waker. It's the same <sighs> yeah. kind of thing. Of you get. 80% of the way through the game or like 90% of the way. And then it's like, actually you need to do this tedious quest before you can go any further. Right. Um, and I had always planned to stop when I got to that point. <laughs> Cause I'm like, that's, it, it, it's like we, I don't know if we talked about it in the podcast, but you were talking about how games wasting your time. Right. Right. And I think I was a little bit like, oh, that's not really an issue. And then I played, um, then I realized like that. And then I also played um, Spiritfarer. Have I told you about that? No. So it's a really pretty game about, apparently this is a a triple uh, bonus episode uh, within the episode. Um, There's no way our podcast episodes will ever run short. Um, but it's a game about ferrying creatures, um, basically to the afterlife. Um, okay. But it's presented in a very like watercolor kind of look and it's like, it's got a dedicated function. You can hug the people on your ship. Like it's very, I think they call it a cozy management sim about death. Um, Uh, Okay. Okay, now your my phone notifications are working. Um, <laughs> but uh, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, so I've really enjoyed like the first five hours of the game, but then the remaining fifteen hours or so of the game started to really drag, and I started mm-hmm. to get that feeling of like, man, I really in- I want to enjoy this game, but I also feel like it's wasting my time. And I pushed through it. I beat the game. Um, I don't think that my experience improved because I spent the extra 10 hours, 10, 15 hours. Right. But I still, I'd still recommend the game to a point. Um, right. That's my mini review. But yeah. Um, it, well, I think what you're trying to say is like, you, you have to be careful with, I don't think pace is the right word, but like with, with the, amount of content you, you you put in yeah because for metroid it's like you get all your upgrades and it, very naturally you think oh i've i've fully upgraded i'm time it's time to take the final challenge mm-hmm. and then for the game to say <laughs> hold up there champ oh you gotta go find these 12 random things uh all around the map yeah it's a curveball yeah and then you just come back when you're done right um here that's an extra five hours go have fun Right, and that's not. I don't think that's intuitive gameplay. I don't think that's engaging gameplay. I think that's just. I don't know. I, I don't really understand what they were going for. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. Like, pacing, because because that just completely it does completely slow down the game. It's yeah. almost like they felt that the game would be too short. Right. And that they had to put some additional content and or they wanted people to like encourage them to backtrack 
like with Wind Waker, um, forgive me, I've only played the Wii U version, so I, I, if I'm recalling correctly, um, like the pieces of the Triforce, uh, like you got some of them naturally through the story progression, correct? I'll be honest, it's been a I, while. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Um, and then you had to go find the others, right? And I know it was much easier in the Wii U version than in the other versions, but to me that that makes a bit more sense and if it, it thematically it fits of like okay the quest is find the pieces of the triforce mm-hmm. and then you know beat the game stop ganon yeah it's important Here, yeah if if they had built the artifacts i think that's what they're called more into the context of the story and like you unlocked a few of them along the way to me okay you're ingraining ingraining that piece into progression naturally mm-hmm. with this extra stuff um but to do like okay your suit is the progression path and then this is just extra stuff you have to do like uh, uh if you didn't if you didn't know it was there you'd be totally surprised mm-hmm. and you could go the whole game without ever finding out the artifacts until the very end so yeah anyways i don't know i don't know if you want to go too much longer on this but we, um, we do need to move on yeah we weren't going to talk about it for this long <laughs> uh but like yeah i think for me overall i i didn't necessarily dislike the game um i'm glad i didn't have to finish it mm-hmm. <laughs> um i think if it had a better control scheme uh it would have been more enjoyable because because other than the control scheme, I think it plays it plays very well. It's fun to play, and uh, I think it does hold up. Um, so that's that's my two cents at least. Yeah. So I think for me, if I could play it on a conventional twin stick control scheme, I would play this game again. Yeah. But as of right I, now, I, I can't recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so sorry to our Super Metroid fans that we didn't uh, complete uh, Metroid Prime. Well, uh, I guess that I should just say Metroid fans. I'm talking about the franchise. Oh, gotcha, overall. gotcha. Because Super uh, Metroid's a great game. I will, I will say that. Um, well, I don't know if I would be able to play that game. No. Like I don't know, like because Super Metroid's the first one, right? No, 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 no. That's Metroid. Oh. Oh, of course, of course. That's that makes sense. Super Metroid was the Super Nintendo one. one. Right. Technically Um, the third one. I I think Metroid 2 came out between the two. Right. That was the one on the... That was the one on the Game Boy, and it got remade for the 3DS a a few years ago. Okay, I'll play the remake. (laughs) You've played the remake? I I said I would play the remake. Ah, gotcha. I I feel like, like that style of game... Like, like, imagine, like, okay, you've never played Pokemon before. And, like, oh, yeah, go back and play Pokemon Red. And, like, I think it would be very frustrating for a modern gamer to be like, oh, where do I go? Where do I get strength? Yeah. Where do I, you know, what am I supposed to be doing? What's well, just... essentially what Link's Awakening was, right? Very true. Very true. So, good point. Hey, we're tying it in. We're bringing it all together. <laughs> it's, uh... But... The shared universe. <laughs> um, all right, now onto the actual game that we're reviewing <laughs> uh, this episode, uh, Luigi's Mansion Three. Now, this is also another franchise that 
Um, I've never played before. Uh, Graham, do you have experience with this franchise? Yeah, I've actually played all three of them. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, well, why don't you start, Graham? What were your thoughts on Luigi's Mansion Three? Um, I I thought it was it was really good. Um, I'd say it's definitely like I think uh, one's really one has a really strong uh, two made some interesting changes, but I think three is um, probably the most accessible. Mm. And I think that like the level of polish on display is incredible. Like with all the mm-hmm. animations and environments and uh, I found the combat really fun and engaging, even though it was pretty straightforward. The, the game did start to drag. I felt after a certain point, like I started to just be like, okay, okay I'm kind of, I'm ready for this to is wrap up. Yeah. Um, especially because there were a few times where it was like, oh, you can't move on to the next floor yet because you have to do these three things. Right. Um, but, and I don't remember the final boss. Oh, I think it was on the yeah. roof, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Um, although on like, on the whole, I thought it was a, a really well done game. Um, yeah. yeah. How about you? Um, this is, this is the thought I had when I'm playing this game. Go for it. And that's why, I, okay. It reminded me of when I was a kid and every game felt different. Okay. And to me, this felt very, very different. Like, it felt like, oh, this is just like a game. Like, that's the, the gameplay that I'm experiencing right now is, is not like anything I've played before. Mm. And but it didn't feel like weird or anything. It felt natural. It just felt, oh, this is just how this game works. Whereas I think like obviously today, like there are very tried and true uh, genres that most games fall into. I don't think any, I don't even know how I would quantify this game to be honest on a, on a genre scale, if you will. Yeah. It's got some puzzles. It's got some adventure elements. I think adventure would be the most, Adventure is the broadest category, but I think it's also the one that this falls best into because the focus isn't really on the the story or the combat or the puzzles or the puzzles. Yeah, it just kind of is. So yeah, and I I really liked it. Like I I it does what it set out to do. Yeah, and um, I liked that. Um. I, I would argue the game's pretty small in scope. Um, mm-hmm. There are uh, 17 floors to explore on the mansion uh, or in the hotel. Um, very few of them I found felt like uh, a big ordeal. Sometimes they're just one big boss room or you know some are a bit larger with a couple of different tiers of levels to them. Yeah. Uh, but each one is unique and interesting and uh, has something new to kind of discover, whether that be artwork or enemies or, or puzzles. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, like, Luigi's just knocking it out of the park in this game. <laughs> like, he's the best part of the game. And it's, it's so interesting because he's so full of character and, and, and dialogue and, and emotion um 
and reaction to things it's such a contrast to like odyssey i find I, or i feel at least where i can't remember a single time mario ever made a a different facial expression let alone you know said something in a reaction to what was going on around him yeah yeah i think in odyssey the focus maybe was a bit more on mario's movement right like mario's movement as right. a way of getting around a place whereas luigi it's the the focus is a bit more on how he feels about his surroundings <laughs> yeah yeah and it just made for a more like relatable game it's yeah. just like oh i like luigi like he's funny he's goofy and like at the end of the game like he says goodbye everybody and it's the cutest thing in the world yeah and i loved it and i'm just like wow i i i enjoyed this so much more than mario odyssey <laughs> Um, I mean, the ghosts, uh, all the ghosts are pretty unique. There's a addition, in addition to like just the main stuff. Cause I did bare bones. I just did the, the 15, 17 floors and the boss, right? It took me nine hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a ton of side content. There's this, there's uh hidden booze on every floor. I mm-hmm. never found a single one other than the one in the basement. There's rare ghosts that I'd never found a single one. Uh, there's, there's six gems on each floor. Uh, there's a ton of stuff to do outside of the main stuff, plus the multiplayer stuff, which I never touched. Yeah, there's a lot of replay value. Yeah. Um, by one, I will say this, the game, from what I saw, I didn't actually test it out. It's, for me, it saved the, the game on the roof, and you can't go back from the roof. Uh... So, so I was locked out of going back. I didn't actually load up the save, so I don't know that for certain. But I know the save screen was like the, was like the boo fight. I think it lets you back. Okay, I don't. I'll have the... I don't think that they lock you out. Okay, I'll report back on the next episode. I'll do some investigative research. All right. But uh, yeah, I really liked it. Um, it like you said, it's very well polished. Um, yeah. It's a game. It's a game. I think anybody could pick up and play. Yeah, like, the control scheme takes a little getting used to with the vacuum cleaner, because you're spinning uh, him around, and... Yeah, the only thing I found w- that was an issue with that was, um, like, you... Because you, you'd use the left stick to move him, and you'd need to use the right stick to aim the vacuum, mm-hmm. but then your right hand or your thumb would be pushing a different button to use some sort of feature right and so you'd have to like ah oh actually i should have told you this then uh all the face buttons are also mapped to different triggers and stuff not uh not um what's the one on top x which is that x isn't that's the like the ghost or the spectral vision yeah that one is as well no yeah it's uh like you have to hold down the left bumper or something i don't know yeah I I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like it was the left <laughs> bumper was the flashlight and the right bumper was the spectral right. vision. I'll I'll do some research and report back. <laughs> yeah, because I could I remember I was like this is really convenient. You don't have to touch any of the face buttons. I'll look into that because I, <laughs> I I don't feel like that's the case because R two is suck, L two is blow, R one is the light, and L one is the um, plunger. plunger. I thought for certain. I thought for certain, 
maybe you hit both of the bumpers at the same time. I think that's it. Ooh, okay. I never. I don't think I tried that combination. I'm out. pretty sure that's it. But that, so that that could be it. Um, and in case then, very well, I'll allow it. I mean, I don't know if that was mentioned. I might have just looked in the looked in the options or something, just and saw right. that. But uh, yeah, no, they they made it so that it is accessible with that kind of control scheme, which I thought was good. Right. Um, yeah. Like that was definitely something I and it's also got gyro controls too. Did you use those at all? Uh, a li- a little bit, you know, occasionally. They're hard to remember sometimes, uh, like in the heat of it all. But um, definitely a little easier to control than the first game. Although the first game had a pretty similar control scheme. Um, right. The game's also like I'd say a little less aggressive than the first game. Okay. Uh, the first game could definitely be a little overwhelming at points but this one Hmm. was a lot forgiving yeah i don't think any boss really gave me trouble except maybe the last two and and by trouble i mean like i died yeah more than once i think i died on the fish boss once like the one where you're in the kitchen yeah i can see that yeah um yeah, like the game's got lots to interact. Like you can pretty much interact with everything, and you can make money off. Mm, yeah, there's lots of fun little interactions. Up. Yeah, so you're you're constantly like uh, experimenting with your environment, which I think is good. And uh, I mean, one thing I did like about the game in some aspects is like uh, you have all the tools at your disposal that you need, but the game doesn't necessarily give you an indicator of what you need to do. So. Like, there could be a puzzle or, or something you need to interact with, and you as the player just need to figure out, okay, uh, what what tool can I use in this room? Mm-hmm. And you can cycle through cycle through your options. So it's a very nat- and there's not many tools that you have. There might be, like, five or six, I would argue, of, like, things you can do to change the environment. Yeah, um, plunger, flashlight, and, dark light, gooey And then, like, shaking the world. Yeah. Jumping stuff. Oh, jumping, And I think yeah. that was a very... Yeah, that's like a very natural method of um, problem solving because instead of like the developers highlighting, oh, here's what you got to do, uh, you know, you, you just test it out. Okay, you, you run through like, okay, what can I do in this room that would be effective mm-hmm. or might allow me to progress? So, and sometimes I sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't. So you got to, might need to look it up or might need just to keep trying or... Uh, maybe EGAD will give you a, a little hint, which uh, I think he, they did a good job of implementing that like uh, support system in there as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and it leads to a lot of fun little interactions too, right? Like, um, I there's a section in the one where you're climbing the big vine tree where you get to mm-hmm. chainsaw a room. <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, where you you suck up a chainsaw and you just get to go to town on the room. That was fun. Yeah, so they do a lot with the limited set of mechanics that they have, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's pretty impressive. I I do also appreciate um, that you do not have to do a lot of backtracking. I think there were. I think there's t- three instances of like, okay, I need to go to a floor that I've been to before. Yeah. I think you visit the basement and, twice, and you have to find the cat twice. That's correct. So, oh, and um, shout out to the movie 
set uh, floor. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what floor it was. I really like that floor. Um, and I like that you didn't have to suck up the director ghost. Yeah, that was cool. But the but the game let you want to do it, let you do it if you wanted to, and I did it. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel like there might have been a moment similar to that in the first game, but it's still it's nice to have the the kind of idea that yeah, some of the ghosts can be friendly. Mm-hmm. They they just want to live out their path next life. Yeah, I get the I get the sense they're very mischievous ghosts. They're not necessarily malicious ghosts. No, like the only kind of malicious people are King Boo and the ghost lady. Helen Helen Gravely, I think the name was. Yeah. Yeah. Said like a hell in grave or something. Oh. Spooky. Yeah, the game definitely is much more of a spooky than a scary. Yes. It isn't. Which made it great for my three-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing, uh, no real jump scares or. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. She, I don't know where she picked up Spooky Mario. I think she picked up the term Spooky Mario. Spooky Mario. From, yeah. From uh, Nintendo 64, the Booze Haunted Mansion. Uh, and then when I got the game from you, she's like, oh, is that spooky Mario? Because like she recognizes Luigi as something from Mario, and it looks kind of spooky. <laughs> and she, and she loves like she loves like ghosts and Halloween and stuff like that. She likes spooky things. Oh. So, um, yeah. So she's always like, let's play spooky Mario. And actually, we got a we got a plant when we were on vacation, like a tree, mm-hmm. a house tree. And I'm like, Quinn, what should we name it? And I was like, should we name it Luigi? Because it is thin and tall and it's got a green head and she's no let's let's name it spooky mario spooky mario and so now we have a tree in our house that's named spooky <laughs> mario. oh that's great so, yeah but no it's 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 nice to have a game that's like like i feel like i could probably give her the maybe not quite yet but like a, a younger child could could play this game hmm. uh very very easily so yeah, it requires a certain level of dexterity, but yeah, it's also not too punishing. And like, the buying a, a pick me up isn't too hard. Yeah, I don't know what the penalty would be for like dying without a bone. I would assume you just start back at the start of the floor. Yeah, like I, I don't imagine it's too harsh. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't imagine you'd lose too much progress, but yeah. So. Um, yeah, but I just bought bones whenever I could. Yeah. That's what I used all my money on, all my hard-earned vacuum yeah, money. Yeah, I was waiting for there to be a use to spend money on other than bones, and it never happened. Yeah, I mean, if you aren't, like, the 100% field, then, you, like, you could buy, you can buy, like, gem detectors or boo detectors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, if you're not interested in that, like I wasn't, uh, then... You know, you got lots of money. Yeah. Basically. Um, yeah. So. Um, I don't know if there's much more to say. I feel like I should be saying more because I, I enjoyed the game so much. But it's um, I, I found it's, it's like just, I enjoyed it and I can think of a lot of memorable like moments from it. But it's not like there's much to say about discuss. it. Discuss. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good game. Yeah. It's a, it's a solid, like you said, polished game. Um, 
and I think like it it sold over six million copies, which I think is that's pretty good actually. Yeah, it, it is pretty good, Graham. Um, that was uh, as of March thirty first of this year too. So it's like uh, how much have they sold since then? But I always say it's probably one of the better games on the Switch. Yeah, um, like it's good. I'll say this though. I'm still getting jerked around with this Joy-Con drift thing, and it's like I don't even want to play games on my Switch anymore. Oh. It it was causing me problems, especially in Luigi's Mansion when you had to like, you need to aim like Polter Kitty. Oh like yeah. Like you need to look away, oh. right? And if you look at all back, she'll run away. You have to wait for the perfect moment, and like it was just very frustrating, um, because you just any time I'd be like, ah oh, yeah, we're gonna look left now, so. Hmm. it's just getting a little frustrating so and i'm not yeah i'm just it's it's disappointing so yeah i guess i'll play like i don't know stardew or civ on my switch now since i those don't really require precise inputs if you will no not as much no yeah but yeah um yeah I don't think I have anything else I wanted to say about Luigi. I think it's okay. Uh, how would you How would you rate it on our on our scale, Graham? <laughs> um. Uh. The maybe like a GA. I don't know. Graham, just because it's green. <laughs> I did. That's good. Um. Actually, honestly, I was thinking GA. Uh, to me, it's like um. Okay, this is why I would give it a GA. Aside from it being green. Is like Chie is very much uh, she's a fan of kung fu movies and like she's inspired by a lot of that stuff and I like this game each and every single floor is inspired by something like medieval times or the disco or a pirate ship or Egypt and it's it's a it's a building made up of inspiration mm-hmm. and Luigi is green and Gooigi is green. And GA's Therefore, main color GA. is green. That's how it goes. Yeah. And Mario is Yukiko. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Well, um, yeah, so that's our score. And thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you like the show, please let us know. Um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with uh, a game I'm very excited about. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed it. So. I'm, I'm looking forward uh, to... I started it up, so I'm... I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it's it's been good so far. So, and we're out of the summer of Nintendo, so we'll be resuming our indies and triple A's and all that other fun all stuff. Good. We've we've mm-hmm. got a. Uh, I'm looking forward to the schedule we've got planned out for the fall. Oh, cool! Awesome, me too. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Uh, yes. Thanks again for listening. Um, please tell your friends. That's how we grow. Uh, but until next time, have a good night. Good night.